Have you ever found your place and just uh, feeling stuck? Maybe like you're not moving forward and, and maybe some of those passages come to your mind and your heart that think, shouldn't I just forget, as Paul says, what's behind and in Paul's words, strain toward what is ahead, press on toward that goal. Maybe we buy into that narrative of becoming addicted to striving and we strain and we strive and we we white knuckle our way forward toward growth, but maybe that's not the way it's supposed to be. Today we're going to talk about what it means to move forward, not strain and strive forward. Welcome to Celebrate Recovery Official. This is a podcast that shares life change stories, courage, and hope. Even leadership wisdom centered around the Beatitudes and the Celebrate Recovery Principles where Jesus helps us, encourages us, empowers us to face our hurts, hangups, and habits, and even broken relationships so that we can walk in the newness of life to face those things that make him sad so that we can live out our full purpose and potential that he died for us to live. Hey, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the Global Field Director with Celebrate Recovery. Hey, welcome. So glad to have you back with us today. I'm, I'm encouraged and excited about having this conversation with you today because I think it's important. Uh, someone who myself struggles with perfectionism, uh, one of the things that I had to come to grips with was I was addicted to striving. Can you relate to being addicted to striving? That's a kind of an unhealthy place. I mean, let's be honest. Sometimes it can be a little bit misleading because there's a lot of rewards for striving. And, and it doesn't mean that we just sit back and we don't do anything. We're not trying to uh, go from that ditch of striving to doing nothing. <laughs> But I think it's it's the understanding one, and this is why the celebrate recovery principles are so important. It's the understanding that the power does not come from me. It comes to me from a higher power in Jesus Christ. And to strain forward, to to strain toward what is ahead, as, as Paul says in Philippians 3, uh, to move forward, to press toward that goal, to win the prize, it's important to understand that we can't buy into the narrative that it's us just trying harder and being better and doing better. It's actually uh, trusting and walking under his power. Now, here, here's a fascinating thing to think about, uh, and we'll come back to that Philippians passage. In John chapter 3, I love this. Um, Jesus is actually teaching uh, Nicodemus, but... Uh, we get on down in that chapter, and it says an important thing that I think applies to what we're talking about. Everyone who does evil hates the light. Now, if I was thinking like, if, if it's this, then what's the other ditch? If evil is this ditch, what's the other ditch? Now, listen, everyone who does evil hates the light and will not... Um, uh, Let's see, I'm sorry, I just skipped two pages here. And will not come into the light for the fear that their deeds will be exposed. So um, so we have this one ditch. Whoever does evil hates 
the light and will not come into the light. Okay, so then then the assumption is verse twenty one must say it must must go to the other dish. But whoever lives by good, no, it doesn't say that. Um, holiness, goodness, no. It says whoever lives by the truth comes into the light. Now that's so important for us perfectionists and our strivers, those addicted to striving. It's not going from walking in evil to walking in good and just be better, behave, strive, do it, follow all the rules. Uh, the rules are, are really our way. Um, you know, when my kids were growing up, uh, we would have uh, some assignments for them to do. You know, they had to, you know, especially uh, during the summer months, especially, you know, we'd have to give them a list of things to do when we went to work because my wife and I both worked and they were old enough to take care of themselves. But we had to give them chores to give them focus. But there were things that they had to do. Clean your room, do your laundry. Um, you know, if there's dishes, you know, put your dishes in the dishwasher um, or whatever it is, mow the grass kind of thing. Those were parts of being a part of our family and, and living in a healthy family. And this is so important. Something I had to learn in my own recovery is sometimes I can look at my walk as following all the rules. And can you imagine if my kids thought, man, if, if I don't do this right, or maybe I miss a chore here and there, or, uh, then, then mom and dad aren't going to love me anymore and they're not going to let me be a part of this family. That just sounds, ugh, I don't want any part of that. And sometimes, and I don't know if you've bought into this lie, I, I would find myself in that striving if I don't check all the boxes and do all the good things, the good behavior and the good performance, I'm not going to be able to be a part of this forever family. I'm not going to be able to be a part of this body. I'm certainly not going to be uh, Jesus's son He's, he's going to reject me and kick me out. Now We know theologically in our brain, uh, we get stuck. In, we, we, we hold on to this truth that there's nothing that can separate me from the love of God. And we hold that part. But then the other part is, but you must do this, 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 and this if you want to be a part of this family. And the reality is the, the, the things, the law, so, so to speak, I mean, the law doesn't save us. Jesus saves us. But he's helping us to walk in a healthy family. What's it like to walk in freedom? What's it like to, to walk in the newness of life? Um, you know, having a, a better understanding when the Spirit, when, when God, when Jesus is not a part of my life, um, things just go bad and, and unhealthiness creeps in. But he still loves me. He wants me to be a part of his family, but he wants me to be healthy. He wants, and I've said this before, but it's not about making us bad people behave and even making us good. It's about making, when we receive Christ, he calls us holy. <laughs> and that's so bizarre to even say that out loud. We're called holy. He wants to make his holy people healthy. Isn't that cool to think about? He wants to make holy people, his holy people healthy. He wants to make you holy uh, in your holiness healthy. It's not just about um, following all the rules. So, so whoever, everyone that does evil hates the light, but 
those who walk in uh, the, as I'm flipping over to that, whoever walk um, lives by the truth comes into the light. So truth, interesting. Um, and I think one of the things that is important, and, and, and we get a little bit hung up with this in, in moving forward when we're talking about growth and healing, in talking about emotions, and, you know, emotions, you know, don't ever listen to emotions. They'll, they'll lie to you every time. And I think if we want to get to the, to understand the lies that we may or may not be believing, sometimes we feel things and it doesn't necessarily mean there's a lie. It just means we're hurting. But sometimes there is, there is some truth in just understanding what I'm feeling. Can I honor that? Can I, um, organize that so that I can understand what I am thinking. And it, 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 the, the feelings actually are revealing what I'm believing. And sometimes that's distorted believing, but sometimes it's accurate believing, but it's getting me to the believing and acknowledging that pain is such a key component to our growth. Uh, I have to acknowledge there is something wrong. Something has happened and I can't ignore it. And too often I see this in Christian circles, and I'm talking about just the capital C church. We look at passages like Philippians 3 and we think, well, forgetting what is behind. I thought we were supposed to let that go and just move on. It's hard to move on if you have a broken leg. I can't, I can't just act like it's not broken anymore and just start running and walking again. As much as I would like to forget about that, I can't just act like it's not there. Another example I've used is if I've got barbed wire around my ankles, I can't just act like, I can't, if you tell me just run, just strain forward, just do better and behave, I'm not going to be able to do that because I've got barbed wire around my ankles. I've got a broken leg. I've got something that needs to be addressed. And I think, I think that straining toward the prize is understanding we can't fix this on our own. And I need to acknowledge what I'm feeling. That's why emotions are so important. And I think the Latin word, I, um, going off the cuff here, but I think it's motis, uh, if I'm saying that right, or modis, M-O-T-I-S. But it literally comes where we get the word motivation, so think about that, to create movement, to move us forward. Emotions are, are something that can help us to move forward, or we can do the opposite. We can shove them down and act like they're not there and get stuck in the past. And so what am I feeling? But I, in order to understand what I'm feeling, I have to acknowledge what has happened. And I've heard it explained this way. If we, can, if we can acknowledge it and, and bring that into the room um, and let those emotions flow like a river, good things will happen. Now, we don't want to get stuck there and we don't want to stay in those emotions. But if we can organize them and ultimately uh, kind of attune to those emotions ourselves and allow other people to come into that space with us and allow the, the emotions to flow, um, just like a river, what happens when a river, which is designed to flow, by the way, it, what happens when a river doesn't flow? Bad things happen. It starts to flood. The water gets contaminated. There, there's just some, uh, the life that, that comes in a river flowing to everything that lives in the river begins to die. 
So that's, that's the importance of the emotions is I don't want to get stuck there, but I want to acknowledge it and notice it, invite it in, honor it. This is happening. Uh, where's that sitting in my body and put that into words and then share that with God and share it with someone else so that we can ultimately get to the, the core beliefs, the truth to make sure we're not believing something that is a lie so that we can walk in truth, not walk in perfection and goodness and, and following all the rules and checking all the boxes and, and behaving, but walking in healthiness as his holy people walking in healthiness. Now, this is interesting thinking about. I was talking with uh, someone recently about this. Um, I think one, an important question, if you have str- a struggle with your emotions, um, I want you to kind of lean into that because I think it's important. And the inventory process is so good when we're talking about the damage and the effect because we're getting to that place of, of what we're feeling and if you're in a place, we've got emotion words that we follow. If you if you struggle kind of putting into words your emotions, it, it probably be important to to lean into, um, you know, even you know, 18 years old and younger, growing up. What was the unwritten and written rules in your family system about emotions? Um, what did you learn uh, when you were showing a pain? When you were showing um, a feeling of maybe fear, anger, um, or um, whatever it is, were you perceived as weak? Were emotions bad? Uh, when you felt, uh, you know, blank, whatever that emotion is, uh, were they welcomed in your home? That's such an important question. Did you have safe people sit with you to walk through that, or were they rejected? And it was a suck it up and move on. We don't have time. Even if they didn't say we don't have time, their actions said we don't have time. And it's specifically good to kind of, not that we're blaming our parents, but just understanding we all have good reasons why we do what we do. But when I took this to mom or dad, what, what were the things that, um, that would come up uh, for them? And what were the messages uh, that, that they might uh, communicate in that, in that space? So I'm going to take a quick break, and I want to keep on that thought of some of those unwritten rules, covert or overt uh, rules in our family system that might play into why it may be shaming to uh, feel the things that we need to feel. So stick with me. I will be right back, and we'll continue the conversation. Hey friends, if you're looking for an online Celebrate Recovery meeting, we have one every Wednesday at 12 Pacific noontime. And uh, you can go to CelebrateRecovery.com to find information. We got a, a, a secure uh, Zoom link and we've got great parameters to keep it safe. Join us online from all over the world. People are joining us online open share group every Wednesday, 12 noon Pacific. Go to CelebrateRecovery.com for more information. Welcome back. I'm just about right before break. I was kind of getting into the those shame messages, those covert and overt messages that we hear from family. So, um, kind of conflicting with um, what you're feeling in your body and your heart, and you're getting these messages in your family system that say, "Don't feel that." Um, 
and and we never get this right as parents. So if you're on the other side of this, and give yourself some grace. We're all learning and growing in this. But but one of the things that you know I think we can kind of shame in a Christian circle is how we uh, respond to those big emotions, fear, anger, sadness, whatever that is. So if you were angry, did it conflict with your Christian beliefs that, you know, Scripture says that you shouldn't let the sun go down on your anger. You know, you got to forgive, let that go, which is true. We don't want anger to control us. We don't want it to become a weapon, as James 1, 19, 20 tells us. We can't use anger as a tool to accomplish righteousness. But we have to honor the anger and let anger uh, be heard and get underneath that. What are the good reasons why I feel anger right now? Even Jesus was angry, and yet he was without sin, right? So how do I feel uh, in my anger? And is there an injustice that I need to put into words? Fear. Is that did fear conflict with your beliefs growing up? You know, shouldn't we be strong and courageous? You always just you got to trust in God. Don't fear. But are there good reasons why I'm fearing, and I need to put that into words? This is what I'm afraid of, and maybe it's you know I know it's a lie, but I need to honor that. The good reasons why I'm scared. If your little kid walks in, uh, and I've got two grandkids, if they walk in, and they say, "Papa, I'm scared." One of the most harmful things I can well, you shouldn't be scared. What do you what do you do? Come on. You know, you know, you're supposed to trust God. <laughs> can you imagine the the misattunement? Um, it's not very accessible, it's not very responsive. I'm not very engaged with my grandkids. Um, and I'm not allowing space for their big emotions. And so let's get into hey, tell me why you're afraid. And we and learning how to do that for ourselves. But what are the things that we learned growing up with that? Or fear, right? Well, it's conflicting with my beliefs. I have to be strong and courageous, trusting God with this, right? Or sadness, conflicting with my beliefs. You know, we we're supposed to rejoice in the Lord always. That doesn't mean we're never sad. I mean, go read the Psalms. Um, do you know that I think it's it's probably 40 to 45% of the Psalms are laments. We have to lament over things happening. Now, what I love about the laments is they always, after the lament, it always turns the corner to, but God, I know you're in control. I know you're on the throne, but thanks for letting me share, so to speak. I didn't say that verbatim, but that's kind of the message. It's like, Lord, I feel like my bones are wasting away. I feel desperate, but I will praise you because you're on the throne kind of a thing. So it's a good question to ask as you're thinking about your emotions. What were the things that you learned growing up? Anxiety is another one. I'll do a separate podcast on anxiety, but um, we, we can learn at a young age to shove our emotions down and it only exasperates the problem. It creates more problems. The river stops flowing and problems happen. Flood, we get flooded. That's a lot of times where we'll see panic attacks and such. Again, I'll do a separate podcast on anxiety at some point, but it's honoring what's coming through. So if I want to strain forward, I have to acknowledge exactly where I am to honor that, not shame it. Shaming it actually exasperates the very things that you're trying to, uh, your body's trying to feel. 
So as we're talking about moving forward and not getting stuck and moving away from being addicted to striving, it's learning how to trust and not walk in perfection and goodness away from evil. It's walking in his truth. Those who do evil hate the light. Those who do truth, who walk in truth, come to the light. He is going to deliver us from that evil as we walk in his truth. But we have to be honest about uh, where we are and, and, and rest in his goodness in that space. So, so forgetting is not uh, ignoring. It, we don't want to dwell on it, but we want to face it. If we, can, if we can reveal it, we can heal it. And it's just saying, hey, this is what's going on. I want to create movement and motivation to move forward. That's a lot of times where you'll see, we call it uh, hypo arousal, where we just get really numb and we shut down and we just feel shame and we may feel rage in this place, uh, but we were shut down and we're, our body's just completely dysregulated because we're ignoring the things that need to be honored and put into words. I love Dr. Anita talks about this. You know, She writes in her journal, today I'm feeling that's a great thing to say today. I'm feeling blank. What am I feeling? And if it's good, write down, I feel great. I feel so hopeful today. Um, kind of fanning that flame can be so, so important. Don't buy into the, the myth that showing your emotions makes you bad or weak. But if you are feeling that, honor that. And where did that come from? When did I first start believing that? And so facing it, healing it will actually help us to move forward so that we can do, as Paul is saying, to, to not get stuck, to, to forget what is behind and strain toward what is ahead. Pressing on, as Paul says, toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And guys, I think one of the things in that moving forward to walk in his truth this is why it's so important to be feeding our mind and our brain and our heart with truth. Um, when my wife were and I were, uh, uh, we loved to hang out on the beach, uh, we were looking at the sunset. And it's interesting because it looks like the sun is falling into the earth. That's exactly, I mean, it's, it goes from the top of the sky and slowly and the closer it gets to the horizon, the faster it looks like it's moving. It doesn't look like it's moving that fast when it's up high. But it looks like the, it's falling into the earth. But really what's happening is the earth is shifting away from the sun. Fascinating to think about that. And I was thinking about that in light of, of where we get stuck and we stop moving forward. We actually find ourselves shifting away from the sun is it dark because it's nighttime or is it nighttime because it's dark it's nighttime because it's dark it's shifted away from the sun and the result of shifting away from the sun brings darkness that's why i love sunrise the earth is shifting toward the sun it brings light and that john 3 passage everyone who walks in the light um Everyone who walks in truth comes to the light. And so that's why spending time with the Father, spending time turning toward Him, so that when we do get hit with hurt from relationships around us and, and brokenness, people let us down, they, they fail us, 
we we can we can honor the pain of what that how that impacts us so that we don't get stuck there and we don't dwell on it so that we can heal that and ultimately as we honor the emotions and the pain and the motivation to keep moving forward that gets us moving forward we ultimately can help repair the faulty thinking that might be there and that's why if we've got the the foundation and the base of walking in healthiness in taking in his truth when lies come our way it's a little bit easier especially with accountability and loving relationships inviting people into those spaces um, we can get to the truth as we hold each other and attune to each other and respond to each other and we're engaged with each other and we allow space for those emotions we can then repair any faulty lies and go back to the truth but don't lead with the truth, uh, you know, to, we got to make space. Um, I mean, God, God created us as emotional beings. So the truth is emotional beings need to express emotional feelings. <laughs> and ultimately that's a very big truth statement, but then getting to the true statement of what that says about ourselves, God and others. And it may be, it is true what you're feeling. You have been betrayed and it makes sense that you feel angry, put it into words. And what is the anxiety? What is the anger trying to say? Is the, is there sadness? Is there despair underneath that? That needs to be put into words, hopelessness or helplessness. I need to put that into words and then ultimately get to what I'm thinking so that I don't get stuck there. Very, very important to make sure emotions are a part of it, um, holding on to that truth that God created us as emotional beings, not to get stuck there and become a slave to those emotions, but to ultimately help us to get clear on what we're thinking, what we're believing, and ultimately invite the Holy Spirit into that space as we turn toward the sun before the event happens and continuously in the event so that we can get to the truth and ultimately walk in freedom. So that's why principle seven is so key. It's not a check the box so that you can stay a part of the family. It's, it's helping you to live healthy in the family. You're never going to be kicked out of the family, but as soon as you turn away from the sun, you're going to experience effects. And sometimes the emotions we're feeling are the effects of things that we have done. And we need to be honest and rigorously honest with that, with others with that, and, and put that into words and bring other people into that, starting with the Lord and asking for his comfort and his strength to take us back to him and ultimately help us to walk in truth and not lies. Um, one of those lies is thinking that we can do this on our own. We can't do it on our own. And so moving forward is not striving. It's not white knuckling our way through things. It's inviting Jesus walking in truth um, so that we can come back to the light and um, honoring where we are in that process. So I don't know if that helps you guys. I just wanted to spend a couple minutes talking about that. And I hope, I hope that brings some, some clarity for you, something to think about, maybe to share with your sponsor, sponsees. But if you're having trouble putting into words what you're feeling, don't shame it. Just stay curious with it and maybe lean into so one of those, some of those core beliefs that you learned growing up uh, that told you um, that maybe weren't welcomed in your home, fear or shame, sadness, anger, whatever that is, uh, maybe even anxiety. So 
Hey, thanks for being with me today. I hope this has been helpful for you. And I always love having conversations with you. I hope you're sharing this, giving us a high rating. If you like what you're hearing, share it with some other friends. Uh, we we want to get the word out and expose uh, this to many more people so they can find a group near them. Speaking of which, if you want to find a group near you, go to CelebrateRecovery.com. Uh, find a group in the group find locator. Type in your zip code and join a group near you. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I hope you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless you.